You know what, Sam? What? The Carolina Hurricanes are proud to select fill in the blank. That's right. Coming to you from the heart of Canes country, this is the Caniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Caniac Report. We've hoped you have had a good few days. And uh, in this episode, Sam, uh, we are going to kind of be doing another rankings type of episode. Um, what's interesting, Sam, our last rankings episode, which was talking about our all-time favorite hurricanes, that got really good downloads, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to do another one of these again. And uh, we are. Now, for uh, this ranking, we are trying to rank the best draft picks that the Hurricanes have had all time. Now, we are not including Hartford Whalers. It's from 1997 to current. Correct. So that's, that's going to be the plan. Um, I don't think there's ever been any huge hurricane news recently that we can talk about. Um, I do signed Caleb Jones. Yeah, well, I already talked about the Caleb Jones thing. Um, I th- I think the probably only Hurricanes news is that they finally got an offer, um, f- to um, extend the PNC Arena lease, uh, f- with Tom Dundon and Don Waddell. So that's that that's good news right there. Yes, good good news. It means we're sticking around for a while. Yes, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the only news that we have. And uh, let's get on to ranking our best draft picks. So, Sam, uh, did you start or did I start the last time? I can't remember. I think you started last time, so I guess I'll go this time. Okay, we'll do 10th and the... Well, you will talk about your 10th position, then I'll talk my 10th position, then we'll go from there. My number 10 overall... Or do you want to do honorable mentions first? We'll do honorable mentions last because it last? can spoil. Honorable mentions can okay. spoil some things. All right. So my number ten is someone who is still making an impact in the organization. Really, he is someone who was drafted many, 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 many years ago, but he still works for the organization. Still a huge part of development for Carolina Hurricanes hockey. I have at number ten Shane Will the Thrill Willis. Is my number two? Wow, you have Shane Willis. I have Shane Willis because of what he, he what he means to development of hockey in North Carolina. He's one of the, he's the the biggest person out there that's really trying to pump up hockey in, in the state and the triangle. He um, is a huge uh, part of the broadcast team. He's a huge part of this organization. He helps to develop young talent, trying to get them into the NHL, so North Carolina can be. A, a place where hockey grows. Um, I really love Shane Willis. Um, I'm putting him in at number 10 as a impact. He does not have like the craziest impact on the ice. No, he does As much as he does off of the ice, but he is a guy who's, and he did have impacts on the ice, off the ice, huge role in this organization to this day. So I'm giving him props. I'm honoring him by giving him number 10. That's interesting. 
because I didn't have Shane Willis in my top 10 either. But you know what? I, I mean, I'll have him as an honorable mention because of the impact that he has had on the Hurricanes. Um, on the ice, obviously, um, he had he had moments. It wasn't a long career on the ice, but off the ice, huge impact off the ice uh, in terms of raising the hockey community. He kind of runs the amateur and youth programs uh, around the triangle, and uh, he is a co-host of the Canes cast. Yes, love Shane Willis. Love Shane Willis. Yes, and if we ever... I mean, if Mike Shang, if you guys are somehow listening to us to this, uh, we'd love to be on your podcast. By the way, just just throwing that out there. <laughs> we'd love to have you on ours too. Yeah, definitely. But uh, for ten on my side of things, I put someone from the Dark Ages, Justin Falk. I put Justin Falk. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because even though he's had defensive problems. He still was able to be very good offensively for the Hurricanes, um, and he was able to get offense during the Dark Ages. And I think if you can do uh, do that in an era where you have not made the playoffs and you kind of know the team isn't good, I think that's props to you. Yeah. So, and also, I mean, I, I was Falk. able to get free queso <laughs> out I of have, him scoring. I have Falk on my list. He's not low but he's higher up on the list but he's on this list yeah i i have i have him number 10 though because okay. i mean we, ne- we never went to, went to the playoffs with him that's not true oh that's right we did it was the first year mm-hmm. first year we did it's falcon Dougie. um it, yeah it was falcon Dougie. so you know what yeah that helps that helps me justify my uh position at number 10 he did make the playoffs with us but so it was only one year so that's why i have him at number 10 Okay. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Again, I, I'll. I'll kind of give my ten. You know, two cents about Falk when I list rattle him off later. Um, but so I guess my number nine is also a defenseman. Really? He's a defenseman, Stanley Cup champion, um, Nicholas Wallin. Um, scored a huge goal, if I remember correctly, in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, that's if my memory serves me correctly here. Um, Wallin was a huge part of that defensive core um, in the 06 uh, playoff run. He was one of the most uh, – he, he was an anchor on the back end. Um, and I'm also trying to kind of just look up um, the uh, the stats for that game just because I'm trying to remember if I'm correct in that he did score. And, and I want to think he did – um, in this game, so pardon me while I'm talking a little bit and trying to figure it out. Um, no, he did not. I thought he did, but Wallin, um, I do remember he did have a couple of game seven, uh, or, uh, overtime winning goals. Uh, he was a part of the defensive core that won a Stanley Cup. I'm just not willing to not, you know give him an honest evaluation when it comes to what he was able to provide for this organization for a long period of time. He played with us for many, many seasons. He was a staple on the defense, on the defensive side. So I, I like what we got from Nicholas Wallin. Um, most fans know him from that 06 run. Uh, I think he was with us in 09 too. So 
Uh, good for good for Waleen for having a great career and a, and a great chunk of his career with, with Carolina. Yes, def- definitely. I think that um, he definitely deserves to be a consideration for the top ten, um, although I didn't have him in my top ten. This was a really hard. Uh, Sam, you and I talked about this right before we were, we were recording. This it was it was really hard making a uh, making this list uh, at number nine. Uh, this might be a little bit controversial, but he had he's he's an, he's a current player with the Hurricanes. He had a reinsurgence this past season, and I put Netris down. Okay. Okay. The reason why I'm putting Netris, yes, he didn't have a good season the season before, but if you look at his career so far, that's like the only season where you knew he did not have a good season. The other seasons, he was really good. And last season, he was able to kind of help carry this team, and I think was a huge reason of us... Um, getting home ice advantage in the playoffs, which is huge, especially in the division that we're in now with uh, Devils and the Rangers. And um, he helped win us a lot of games by scoring goals in overtimes. Um, He helped lead this team in points, even though I think part of that you could also say as Ajo kind of needed to step his game up. Svetch got hurt. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I think Natchez is probably one of the giftest skaters that we have had in um, quite some time. Okay. I, I think he's he's probably one of the fastest, too. I do not have Natchez on my list. Um, I knew it was going to be controversial, though. I don't have Natchez on my list because he hasn't proven himself enough yet. Yeah, um, I could see that, too. But I don't, I'm not going to argue against putting him on the list because he's... Good player. He had a great year last year, and, and, and he was a draft draft a yes. high draft pick. You know, there's a lot of expectations on him, so I'm not going to argue with with the pick at all. But I couldn't have him higher than ninth. <laughs> I just okay. couldn't. Um, <laughs> my eighth is someone everybody loves, somebody that Martin Nook loves to yell his name. I have Andre Svechnikov. Can um, I do the screen? Yes, you could do this. Ah! I have Mr. Svechnikov, number eight. Number two overall in his draft class. Um, he's been very he's been a staple of this organization for many, many years now. Um, I love I love what he brings to the table. I love his physicality, his ability to score, his um, ability to play make. He's become a really solid two way forward, and I think that's become one of the greatest parts about the current franchise. Um, it's hard to justify not putting your number two overall pick in the draft on here. Your most recent number two overall pick, anyway, on the draft. So, uh, Andrei Svechnikov, a huge reason why this team is successful, a huge reason why this team makes the playoffs, a huge reason why this team is continuing to be successful. Andrei Svechnikov. So, he makes the list at number eight. Uh, good news, I have him in my top ten, but a tiny bit higher. Just a tiny bit. Uh, for me, number eight is another player that, honestly, probably my favorite player during the Dark Ages, and that's Jeff Skinner. Okay. I loved Jeff Skinner. I think he had 
um, enthusiasm whenever he was on the ice. I know uh, there are going to be some that will question his work ethic, obviously. And I do think uh, he did have probably a work ethic problem. Uh, because if he didn't, I think he would have been on Brenda Moore's team. Um, and I think if he could have played a little bit more defense, he could have been on Brenda Moore's team too as well, obviously. Because Brenda Moore demands players to play both offense and defense, which is totally fine. Uh, but Jeff Skinner, I have him at number eight. I think uh, he was kind of like what you said in previous episodes, Sam. Uh, we haven't really had a pure goal scorer uh, like like him um, since yeah. since having him basically, and uh, he, he was great. And I, I mean, a, a, a big thing that probably maybe goes unnoticed is that he was having a good time on the ice. He really was. Whenever he scored goals, he he enjoyed it. Um, I always think if Jeff Skinner would work with Brenda Moore's system, but possible. Um, I, but I've argued that Brenda Moore needs to change his system a little bit to allow his skilled players to actually be skilled players. Oh, I trust me, I agree too. Uh, but uh, Jeff Skinner, a bright spot during the dark ages, and he he was such an impact player, just wasn't used properly from the coaches that was that he was under. I think with Bill Peters and maybe a little bit of Kurt Muller, but definitely. Bill Peters. Uh, I have Skinner on my list, but he's higher up. Really? Yeah. Um, my so I'll I'll save my spiel for Skinner. For and he won the Calder Trophy. Yes, yes, he did. It's only only rookie to do so for Carolina. Yes. So I think that in itself makes you a top ten. Yes, absolutely. Um, number seven for me is Stanley Cup champion. Huge player, huge impact for the organization as on the ice, and currently another guy off the ice. That's Eric Cole. Eric Cole. I have him higher. Okay, okay. I have him kind of in the middle at number seven. Um, I, I like what Eric Cole has done for this organization as a whole. He's been a huge impact on the ice. He was very skilled. He probably would have had a better career if he hadn't had his neck broken by Brooks Orpik. Um, dirty play. I, I've never been a fan of Orpik, never will be. Um, even though Eric Cole has said has forgiven him and said it wasn't really his fault, but I don't. But care. that do, that just shows how kind of a spirit Eric Cole has. No, for sure. Um, Eric Cole's been great. I love what he's done for the organization on the ice, off the ice. He has the Eric Cole Me Foundation. If you go to games, you'll see his is one of the things that you know he'll have folks in his box all the time. Um, he's an ambassador for the Carolina Hurricanes. Love it. Um, great, great guy, great player, great impact. Deserves yes. to be on the list. Yes, definitely. Um, for me, number seven, I have Andre Svechnikov. Okay, so, so not, close. Not, yeah, yeah, we just were close. Just, yeah, just uh, the reason why I had him over uh, to me, Skinner, is because I, I, even though he's not there yet, I still think he has the potential to be a better consistent goal scorer than Jeff Skinner was. Because even though Jeff Skinner was great at goal scoring, he was streaky. Um, very, very streaky, and he had defensive mis miscues. But with Fetch, I think you have a better all-around player right now. Um, and obviously, I mean, Fetch was drafted a lot higher than Skinner was. Skinner was drafted number seven, Fetch number two. Um 
But Svetch, I mean, you can just see this guy plays a very good all-around game. Um, and his game is a, is a little bit different compared to Skinner's. And I think that's in a good way, too, in the fact that he's a bit physical. And I like that with Svetch. Uh, now, he has some discipline problems, of course. Yes. <laughs> in his past seasons. But he's proven to be quite reliable. Um, he still needs to develop, though. That's my biggest thing with Fetch. There, there is some flaws in his game, but yeah, the sky is the limit for Fetch, and I think he's just brushing the sky right there with what he can do. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I've already, you know, kind of given my explanation for for Svetch. Um So I guess on to number six for me is a defenseman. Another defenseman. Another defenseman. You have lots of defensemen do, on here. I do. A defenseman. Sam's favorite defenseman, <gasps> Brett Pesci. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? Jacob Slavin. <laughs> Jacob Slavin makes it in at number six. He's the best defensive defenseman in franchise history. He's the best defensive defenseman to be drafted by this organization. And I would probably argue he's the be- He's one of the best defensemen <laughs> probably since Justin Falk. Because Justin Falk was our best defenseman for many, many years. Because um, I like Falk better than Glenn Wesley. I, I never quite grasped why Wesley got his number in the Raptors because his numbers weren't very good. Well, so but, I, I – spoiler alert. I don't have Glenn Wesley. I don't think we drafted Glenn um, Wesley. In my top ten because we didn't drafted him during our time. And that was kind of the role that we had when making our list. But Glenn Wesley from what I've heard is that he was kind of the Jacob Slavin of old, basically. I think that's fair. Um, but Slavin's a great guy, impacts on the ice. He does a lot of stuff off the ice and in the community, so um, he earns it just because of the skill that he has. He should 100% be on this list. He's earned to be on this list, and I uh, one of the one of the best players on their current roster. Yes, definitely. Uh, for me, number six, Sam, I actually have a defenseman, a current defenseman, but... It's not Slavin. It's Pesci. Okay. Um, but Brett Pesci, he was... He did not make my list. He really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Brett Pesci, I think he's a huge part of uh, us coming back into the playoffs after that. those long years, those dark ages. Uh, he He's still really good for us. I still think at times... Uh, to me, what's frustrating with Pesci is that... At times, he plays like a top-two defenseman, and at times, on his low points, he can a little bit hurt you and plays more of a top-four. By the end of the day, being a top-four defenseman is still really good. Um, obviously, Pesci's out there in trade rumors, and um, which makes sense, considering you have nine NHL defensemen um, and no plans for an AHL team from basically because I'm not seeing anything on the Hurricanes getting an AHL team. But, I I mean, Brett Pesci, I think he's still a very reliable defenseman. Um, it's going to hurt, I think, uh, when he gets traded because he'll such a yeah. huge piece for the Hurricanes. No, for sure. He'll be a, a, a miss. Uh, he's not on my list, though. Interesting. Well... Now we're into the top five, Sam. Yeah. But before we do, let's go to our sponsor. 
New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpmai.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Hey Canes fans, even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about the vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Zach Brown Band on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Since I can have an old soul for music, I have a playlist I listen to that ranges from John Denver to Chicago. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, top five. Nine number five is the man who will be the next captain of this franchise. Just got an extension, Sebastian Ajo. Ajo makes the top five. He's number five. Really? Number five? He earned it. He earned being a top five draft pick. Of I have him team. higher. I, I don't because I don't think he's a fi- He can move up on this list. He can definitely move up on this list. Um, but I have him there because I don't believe his impact has reached its full potential. I think full potential, he's probably your top three. He probably knocks my four and three down 
off of this list or down, you know, below. And Aho, but Aho will never overtake my one and two. But Aho definitely has the potential to, to do this. And putting him at top five is, is, I think, the absolute lowest that Aho should be on this list. Oh, yes, I agree. Um, just because the people I have in front of him are just so played such huge parts for this franchise over their careers with us. Um, I'm curious who you have over Aho. Um, again, it's because what I believe it's again, it's impact to the franchise. It's what they had to endure while being part of this franchise. You know, it's all of that. Aho really never had the struggle. I think he had one year where they didn't make the playoffs. That was the last year of Bill Peters. Um, Aho never went through that, but he hasn't gone through tough times yet and then have realized that ability. And he, he hasn't, you know, I'm looking forward to Aho climbing this list because I don't believe this is where he ends up when his day comes to retire. But he's earned this. He's our best player right now. He should be your top. He needs to be in the top five, very least. Aho is a great skill. He was not even a first-round draft pick, which means... 31 other teams or 30 other teams, you know, was it 29? I don't remember if Vegas existed at the time we drafted him. I don't think so. No, it was, it was the uh, Connor McDavid draft. So 29 other teams passed him up. 29 other teams passed him up. 31, right? If Vegas didn't exist, no. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm trying to do the math. So a lot of teams, right. they have to be 30. Or 29, because we were 30. Um, passed him up in the first round, including us. We didn't draft him in the first round that year. And we got a diamond in the rough. And yeah, Aho has been has proven to be that. He has been spectacular. And he will continue to do great things. And I expect him to be climb this list and probably be in the number three spot. Interesting. Very interesting. So for number five, I have Eric Cole at number five. Um, to me, the reason why is because of both of his on-ice performance and off the ice, too. A lot of the kind of like what you said, Sam, about Eric Cole. Uh, Eric Cole, uh, I believe he was drafted uh, in the 1998 draft, the third, third round pick, which was a very good pick for us. Um, actually, you know, I think I might know who you might have in the top five. Maybe. Um, but Eric Cole, uh, he has played amazing for us in the early years. Uh, he was known to have one of the best lines that the Kirkcans had as the, uh, BBC line, which was base Bataglia, Rod Brindamore and Eric Cole, which I heard was a really good line back in the early two thousands. And he really helps the Hurricanes. Win a Stanley Cup. I hated that accident mm. they had with Brooks Orpik, but he was just a very good player for us. I honestly wish he could have stayed here his whole career because he did get traded. He did get traded, but he still basically played his whole career with us as well, if we're being honest. Yes. Uh, regardless, though, he was great on the ice. He's he at least had, like, what, 40 points with us, I so believe? Eric Cole played one. He only played two. He played three years. I'm sorry. He played one year with Edmonton, and then he came back to Carolina. 11-12 to 11. To, he played two years then from 2011 to 2013 with Montreal. 2012 to 2015, three seasons with the Stars. 
and then retired as a Red Wing in the 14-15 season. Yeah, uh, Eric Cole, very good player. And uh, honestly, age didn't really catch up to this guy. He was doing really good, and he decided to retire because if you're, I mean. Yeah, he played 11 games with Detroit, had six points. So that's pretty not, good. Not like he was bad. 57 games, 33 points with Dallas the year before. He had a he had a couple of bad seasons, but it looks like he got hurt. He just never really was able to get fully healthy. Yeah, it, it was health that was the problem with Eric Cole, obviously. But if played, he was healthy, he can get you at least 50 points. 60. Or 60. He got 61. His best season he got his best season with us was in the 0607 season. And uh, he had yes. 71. He played uh, actually no, it would be the 0506 season if you're extrapolating. He played 60 games, had 59 points. So he was clicking at about a point per game. The year after that, he had 61 points in 71 games, 51 points in 73 games. And then the seasons he played a full 82 games, whereas the 2010-2011 season with us, he had 52 points in 82 games. Still pretty good. And then the year after in Montreal, he had 61 points in 82 games. So Eric Cole could still contribute. Oh, yeah, he he can. Um, And what's great, I met him uh, during a hockey game, which was great. I was like, oh my gosh, Eric Cole. Um, I, I, I basically just said, I, I really lied to you on the ice. I know my dad, dad um, one of his personal favorites is Eric Cole. And obviously, I like what you said, off the ice, he still contributes for the Hurricanes in, in his own foundation. So it's, it, it's just amazing. Eric Cole really seems to... Uh, Love it, not love not just the Hurricanes, but here in Raleigh, because this is where he lives now, I believe, is here in the yeah. Raleigh area, yeah. which is great. I love it. I love it. Um, that was your number five? Yeah, that was my number five. My number four. Who do you think it is? Hmm. This might be a long shot, but I'm going to go with uh, Vasicek. <laughs> No, I don't have Ossichek on no. my list. Um, another defenseman. I do have a lot of defensemen on my list. Gleason. No. Well, we didn't draft no, Gleason. No, we did not. We traded Jack Johnson for Jim Gleason. That's right. I have Justin Falk. Really? You have him that high? I have him high because of his contributions to this team. He was a leader on this team. He was an alternate captain. He was a co-captain. That was, it, a, that was a stupid yeah, thing. it but was. The fact that he was chosen means he was still a leader of this franchise, right? And he wore the A up to when he got traded. And he did stuff off the ice, too, yeah. for the Hurricanes, which was great. Justin Falk played such a massive role for this franchise during the Dark Ages. And to see him get rewarded to play into the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals was something he deserved to do with this organization. I would love to see him come back and win a cup here, because I think that'd be something he'd probably really like as well. Um I love Falk. I love what he did for this team. I'm not going to say a whole heck of a lot because you went into a lot of detail about Falk. It's just what what he did for this franchise during the Dark Ages. He was our best defenseman during this time. He produced a lot of points. He was the reason why the power play, whatever, was even decent. Um, I love what we got with Falk. I love that he got some playoff time. So Justin Falk, one of the most, one of the biggest pieces in the rebuild and drafting era, I think of Rutherford. So huge, huge asset. He he was one of the greatest defensemen in franchise history. 
offensively, and he earned the spot on my list, and I have him high at number four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to me, number four, my favorite all-time favorite Hurricane player, that's Jacob Slavin. I have him at number four. Uh, probably the best defensive d- defenseman I think you could argue this Hurricanes team has had. Maybe you could argue since Gwen, Les- Gwen Wesley. Uh, interestingly enough, Glenn Wesley, after he played for the Hurricanes, I mean, he was a uh, development coach uh, specific, specifically for defensemen. And one of uh, the players that he developed, Sam, was Jacob Slavin. So there is a connection there between Gwen, Les- Gwen Wesley and Jacob Slavin. But Slavin, to me, is a player that demonstrates a lot of leadership and and to me, a guy that has not only a lot of leadership, but it's really good on the ice too. Um, we've had players, Sam, that have, have, have worn the A a few times that ha- weren't really good on the ice. I, th- I think of Kevin Adams, mm-hmm. but he was chosen that because of his leadership ability. And I think that's part of why he's now the GM of Buffalo now. Yeah. So, um, I really think Slavin is a player who I could see his number being retired into the rafters. I could see him, and I think he's a lock to be in the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. Because I think he's that important to this franchise. And uh, obviously, um, I mean, he doesn't have any, like, foundations like like Stahl does or Eric Cole does. But he's active at Hurricane events. Mm -hmm. We've seen him. At Hurricane events several times, and he is such a great player. I agree. I agree. Um, number three for me. Top three. What do you think? Who do you think number three is? You have him on your list, but you have him a lot lower than I do. I have him a lot lower. Yeah. Um. Is it Falk? I just did Falk. Yeah, you just did Falk. I don't know. Jeff Skinner. Oh, Skinner. Oh, wow. I have Skinner at number three, and the reason why, and this is why I said my three and four can be replaced by Ajo, right? Ajo can move up to three, and these guys can move down. But the reason I have Justin Falk and Jeff Skinner here, well, the reason I have Jeff Skinner at number three is he won the Calder Trophy, man. He was the Rookie of the Year. We haven't had anyone do that since closest we got was Ned. He was third in that voting. Um, Jeff Skinner was the greatest goal scorer we've had. Second greatest. Number one was Alexander Semin. <laughs> yes. Um, but we haven't had someone like Jeff Skinner in ever who could put the puck in the back of the net so effortlessly. He was the re- he was the reason why going to games in the dark ages were exciting. Because Jeff Skinner was a dynamic goal scorer and a dynamic player, a terrific skater. He was Marty Natchez on steroids. Yeah, he, he kind of was. He was consistent. He was able to score. He was always able to get you at least, you know, you're, you're scoring at least 30 probably plus goals a season with Skinner. I think you probably could have gotten him into the 40s and 50s if he had a good winger and yeah. a good center, but he just never got that because no one ever played him with Eric Stahl, which was a huge mistake. Um, Jeff Skinner deserves to be on this list. I, I believe he deserves the spot he's at and... I want to see him in the playoffs. So I really hope oh, Buffalo, I, do I hope Buffalo makes it this year. 
there isn't a player in the National Hockey League that I think deserves to play a playoff game more than Jeff Skinner. He has been through it more than any other player. He's the only guy. He has the longest streak of never playing in the playoffs of any player in the NHL, current active. And dude deserves it. I want to see him in the playoffs. I love Jeff Skinner. He played a huge impact on this franchise. Yeah. And Jeff Skinner turned into, I believe... Um, when that trade he turned into, I think it was Pyotr Kochetkov and Alexander Nikishin, right? Yeah, so that could be a very good trade for us, even though at the time it was terrible. Well, yeah, Cliff Poo was garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those draft picks turn into our goalie of the future and our next all-time all-star defenseman. So Jeff Skinner made an impact on the ice. He was huge off the ice in the community here. And he made an impact on his way out the door with some draft picks. So Jeff Skinner, huge player, huge reason that this team didn't relocate. Yeah, uh, and obviously he had a rough start with Buffalo, but he 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 he's he's been able to rejuvenate his career a little bit with Buffalo after that rough start. So good with Skinner. Um, yeah, he 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 just looked like he had such. Uh, great time on the ice with us and he will give us heart attacks too sam there were so many goals where they were the game tying goals at the end of the game i'm like oh my gosh i still have a few of those goals in, in my head uh so yeah um skinner was awesome man he was it was fun to watch <laughs> yes uh to me number three it's sebastian Ajo. okay yes you see i don't have a problem with that i just think it's premature to put him at number three I want to see. I, I want to see. I want to see more. Well, I, so here, here's here's my thing. I think Aho is all around better player than Skinner because he's more reliable defensively. But Aho hasn't been it. Aho has never had to go through what Skinner did. Aho has had good line mates. Aho has had people around him where Jeff Skinner just never had that. Well, Aho came in at the end of the Dark Ages. The last you, season, yeah. The last couple of seasons. I think he only played one season where he didn't make the playoffs. I think it was two. Was it two? I, I believe it was two seasons uh, because I do remember he came in the same time we, uh, Ron Francis traded to get uh, Tavo Teravainen. Okay. Um, I believe that was two seasons ago. I could be wrong. I am going to look this up because I am curious. Uh, yeah, two seasons. He played the 2016 season. So, yeah. But, again, I mean, he still was pretty good. And he can get you goals. He He's reliable for getting you goals. He's not a pure goal scorer. But he can get you, right now, probably at least 35 goals. Which is pretty good. And I guess for, for me, I grew up with Skinner. Oh, I did too. So I, I guess a lot of my my rationale with Skinner too is nostalgia. I mean, I became a fan during the dark, like right at the beginning of the dark ages. So I became a fan when they won the Stanley Cup the, the year after that. I was like, what happened to this thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I became a fan in the '09 playoff run, and then after that, they never made a playoffs again until I was in college. But I guess I viewed Skinner as a as a player who was in the limelight. But again, I, I really don't have a problem with putting Aho at number three. I think he should be either three, four or five. I don't think he's earned two and one. No, I don't think he has. And that, but I think it, maybe he can get to that point, but for me, it'll never happen. It's, 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 to me, that's his ceiling is number three. 
Yeah, that's where, and that's my belief too. My two and three are just too, too much, too, too, too high. In my yeah. high regard list. Oh, same here. So let's go with number two, Sam. I, I, I think it's go to me. It went down between two players, and I think you know who those two players so, are. So some people might be surprised who I have at number two. Really? Well, some people who know me might think I would put him at one, but I have Stanley Cup champion, rookie. Con Smythe Okay, winner. so you have him at number two. I have Cam Ward at number two. Interesting. I um, do not. You are stupid. <laughs> Cam Ward deserves to be in your top two. He was the goaltender for this franchise. The only goaltender this franchise ever had that was elite, who was, his numbers were very good on very bad teams. He won the Stanley Cup. He was the Con Smythe. How do you not have Cam Ward on your list? I didn't say I did not have Cam Ward on my list. I just said I don't have him at number two. And you must have him at number one. Okay, Maybe. But I know who your number two is. But I, I, Cam Ward was a staple of this franchise and was a, an outstanding player. Great guy off the ice. Great guy on the ice. Teammates loved him. Great career. He deserved more opportunities at cracking at trying to get another cup, but he oh, brought he, did. he brought the only Stanley Cup to this to this um to this area and he'd earned that. We haven't had a true number one goalie since Cam Ward. We've really since then we it was a Scott Darling experiment that was and then we had after that Peter Morazic, you know, that was for a couple of years, Morazic and McElhaney. And then it was Reimer and Morazic. And then it was Nadelkovic, Reimer and Morazic. And then it was now it's Anderson, Ranta, and Kachetkov. Well, and you're kind of hoping Kachetkov is going to take on that Cam Ward like yeah, role. But we haven't had like the guy who's like the franchise goalie since Cam Ward. We haven't had oh, one. exactly. I don't count Anderson. I don't count Morazic. They haven't been here for long. Cam no. Ward played mm-hmm. almost his whole career except one season with, with us. I remember going to, I believe, the game where he had where he finally hit the five hundred game mark with us, which was really special. Yeah. And Cam Ward has earned the right to be on this list in the top two. And I'll be honest, my top two are interchangeable, but I, I looked at it as, you know, I, it was hard. The top two were hard for oh, me. Oh, yeah, same for me. I just didn't have my number We two. probably have the same top two, but at different spots. Who's your top two? Who's your number two? My number two is Eric Stahl. Okay. Uh, Eric Stahl, to me, I mean... He he has had the most impact on this team because because one he's been here probably uh, one of the longest players um, who had his careers here. Um, he was really good at the beginning of his career with us. He was still really good during the dark ages, but I don't think he never lived up to that to hit to uh, the seasons he had early in his career. But he was still really good. Um, there were times I was critical of Eric Stahl, obviously, but he has had a huge impact on uh, this Hurricanes team, and he 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 was the number one center because he was he was still a very dynamic, fun player to watch, um, and I think Aho kind of has taken over that Eric Stahl's role. Okay. Um, but Eric Stahl, he's he was amazing, and his best season was the season when we won the uh, Stanley Cup, where he had like I believe a hundred and ten points. I think it was a hundred. 
or a hundred at least. I know it was at least a hundred, but a huge reason of why Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup. And I remember uh, he even was hundred, he even hundred points. Okay, I thought he had one hundred and ten. But Eric Stahl, he had eighty. I remember minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my favorite moments I believe was during the '09. Um, playoff run where it was the shock at the rock where uh, he, I believe he scored two goals on Martin Brodeur and we won game seven. So um, that was to me probably one of my greatest moments of Eric Stahl. Great player. Um, He hasn't retired yet. I think he will at some point. Um, I don't think he's going to be a player that's going to wait around forever. Um, Probably. If he if, if doesn't get signed, probably when training camp starts, I could see him retiring. Uh, my only hope is that if he does retire, he kind of does what, what Cam Ward did, does like a one-year, sorry, not one-year, one-day contract to retire as a hurricane. That's my only hope. Yeah. And I'll, I'll lead it. That leads into my number one, I have Eric Stahl. And one, I'll just go say Cam Ward. Look, and I think those two are interchangeable. If you, I, I love Cam Ward. He's my favorite player of all time. I tried to be analytical about it, so I gave it to Eric Stahl because he was the captain, and I gave it to him because he was the captain. At the end of the day, was he wore a letter on his chest, and he was yes, the guy. too. He was the captain. He led this team through one of the worst droughts in the National Hockey League history. It was tough. It was rough. But he led this team, and he led this team with ownership and management who wouldn't get him help. And I think he was unfairly criticized a lot because he didn't get back to that 100 points that he did before. But a lot of it, again, is he never had help. He didn't get it. Yeah. And the season he got it was, I think, the 12-13 year in that lockout season, 48 games, he had 53 points. Guess who his winger was? Alexander Simmons. Over a point per game. So, I mean, he was well on his way to having a great, another really great season. So when you got him out, we missed the playoffs that year because we didn't have a backup goaltender because Cam Ward got hurt toward down the stretch. We lost like 10 straight. Yeah, true. And look, Eric Stahl deserves to have his number retired. Oh, he does. Period. When, yeah. when that's done, he, he gets his jersey retired. He was our top scorer. He one of the greatest players in franchise history, leaders in franchise history. Um, I love Eric Stahl. I love everything about Eric Stahl. I agree with everything you said about Eric Stahl. I want Eric Stahl to come to Carolina and play his fi- play a final season here. I think we're still missing that bottom six center. And I think Eric Stahl would be that, that guy that could be that veteran in there like Paul Stasny because I think that's what you need. I don't think Jack Drury's the guy, but... Sign Eric Stahl. I don't know why that wouldn't be something you could do. So here's my question. I'm looking at the all-time point leaders for the Hurricanes. Eric Stahl sits at 775 points. And behind him, a few places below, is Sebastian Ajo at 468 points. Do you think he surpasses Eric Stahl? Yeah, I'm points? sure. If he, if he plays that full eight years with us, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Which is why I say he could become number three. He could become number one if he wins the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. He gets a hundred point season, a couple of them, and he wears the C 
Where's the C? He's got to win a cup, get at least 100 points one or two times, and win a Stanley Cup. Yes, definitely. And for me, number one is Cam Ward because uh, Cam Ward, the year he won the Conn Smythe, he won it for a reason. He dragged us to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Urbe went down um, early in that playoff. Well, he didn't went down. He just wasn't good. We didn't have Urbe. Gerbe. I think it was Gerber. Marty Gerber. Marty Gerber? I thought it was Arthur's Urbe. Mm-mm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check your... Uh, Real quick, but either way, he came in as a rookie goalie during the playoffs. Um, you're right. It was Martin Gerbe. My bad. I got those two goalies mixed up. But Gerber. Martin Martin Gerber. He was our starting goalie, too. He he was the guy in the, in the regular season. 60 games, 38 wins, 14 losses, 6 I don't know losses. why I thought Archer Serbe. Um, Cam Ward actually wasn't all that good in the regular season. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't, which kind of represented a bit of a theme with him throughout his career. But um, Cam Ward, regardless, uh, he has been through, kind of like Eric Stahl, in the same way, he's been through the highs and the lows of this team. He experienced the Stanley Cup and experienced the playoff drought. So he kind of knows all the things. Came he already came back to sign a one day contract to retire as a hurricane. I think that needs to be considered um, when putting him at number one. Uh, and I mean, he won the Con Smythe. He he to me he was the reason why the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup it was because of how good Cam Ward was in his rookie season. Now, if you compare Cam Ward to the Flurries to the um, you could probably say Vasilevsky or the other hot goalies of the time, uh, Tim Thomas. Um, and he wasn't as good as those goalies, but he was a well liked guy and he tried his hardest. I mean, he had passion. I mean, some of my honestly, my favorite moments, some of them was when he got mad and it started to hit the player with his glove, if you remember. So he he was a passionate goalie and um, I, I Sam I mean we already talked about that night of him being inducted into the hockey or Hurricanes Hall of Fame. Um, that was a special moment. That's why I have him at number one. So yeah, that is our top ten. We hope you guys have enjoyed that, and we will see you guys. Next time. Oh, another thing too. Uh, podcast update. Um, what we said about the uh, two-week break. Um, there might be an episode uh, the following Monday because we are probably planning on having a guest. Uh, I believe we already have that scheduled. So, uh, see... So keep your eyes out for an episode that Monday um, where we'll probably have an episode with a guest of ours. and uh, But the week after that, so that's transitioning into September, um, we know for a fact we're not going to be having an episode that week unless something big comes up, but we will let you know. Um, so yeah, uh, we will see you guys whenever we make another episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? 
for more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.